other mix. project? What do you think about it as an artist? What other projects do you like? Right. How do stuff? I how do I interrupt Gary? Because you know. I'm really good at that. Just, honestly, just. <laughs> I'll let, let you know if I figure that out. See, it's episode eleven. That's a. I'll let you that's know a. If I ever yeah. That's a challenge. Take a break. Tom, you got a lot of takes on sports? I mean, I've got Noam Chomsky. There we go. Which is? Which is, I believe, in college sports, if you go to the colleges, you might just get some math with someone on the team. But we lost our regional association with athletes because they come from all over the world. Like, the New York Yankees are the only New Yorkers. And now it's like, you know, we don't know the Miami Heat. And so it's more about money than it's about exclusive. So that's kind of like a soccer. English soccer. soccer. It used to be all from the town, and yeah, so that's always a little. If if the money, if the money over community is in play, then there's nothing left in society. Actually, everything's been affected by that. But that's where we're at, and that's why we got to go to the moon. Sorry. We got to go to the moon on a rocket. No, I mean we do have to go to the moon to understand our resources better here on Earth. We have to do that. Yeah. And to gain perspective, that's the reason to go, and we. It's not about like choosing whether you go to the moon or you take care of the planet Earth. You do both. You take care of your cities and you educate people and science is an important part of education. Having a small dick competition about like which Jeff Bezos has a smaller penis to get there first is a total waste of an opportunity. I think those guys should go and they're going, but they're squandering the communications opportunity. This is about having the overview effect and seeing how precious life is on Earth, our lives, but also how rare it is in the universe. I love it. Thoughtful shit from Tom Sachs. Yeah. Hold on, are we starting? Because this is like good. Let's start. Are you guys yeah. incapable of editing after the fact? Like, is, is there a rule no. in the show where the first seven minutes weren't? Yeah, like, why can't we just be like, you've been listening to Props and Drops. I hope you enjoyed the first 38 seconds. And here we are now. Is that allowed? I'll do that again if you guys want to. Yeah. No, we don't do anything again because then it's not real. Yeah. Oh my God, are we what starting? Are you an actor too now? Right, let's start. It's, are we it's recording now? Professional Gary. Okay, great. I see. Good. Um, and then just. I think it's compromising the authenticity yeah, of the conversation. Anything. But who will speak for like first? This. That's why it's even yeah. if it's not authentic. Like just, just take it down. <laughs> I respect that. I really do. Welcome to another episode of uh, Props and Drops. This is a really exciting episode. First of all, we're sitting closer than ever. Second, we're outside. Third, we're in Miami, the worst sports town in the country. The fans of Miami are such loser fans. Like, they don't show up to anything. Even when they had LeBron here, in the first round they barely showed up. There's no more weaker fan base in sports than Dolphins, Heat, and Marlin fans. And so I find that ironic to be in this town for this show. But we're here for Art Basel and the NFT invasion, which I'm sure has plenty of the historic Art Basel community excited or angry, we'll get into that, similar to South by Southwest when tech came into the music scene. I'm here, as always, with my much more handsome partner in crime, Kalish. Hey, what's going on? How are you? Great. Should play this in with the I'm on a boat by Lonely Island. Um, I, I, I don't know how we post-produce. We were just produced. We had a great conversation, by the way, if you're just joining us, that I thought would have been like a fun improv way to kick off a show, but Seth and Herm decided to like yell at us, so that, that was the real there. intro. You did get in there. 
I don't know why you're holding the mic to your face. You're not supposed to even be talking. <laughs> so can you put down the mic? Except for no. Like, look at you. You got Tom that. You're eating, next to, next you're literally next, eating the mic. Tom Herm, next to me Herm, asking, literally who the eating the mic. You're supposed guy? to only talk like for four seconds. Seriously, who is this guy? Herm literally yelled you at you. You forgot about me. the Florida Panthers. Herm earlier. literally. Well, that's where hockey is, by the way. Um, Herm literally yelled at us weeks ago, saying, "You know, I don't really need to be involved in this show. Like, I'll come in once in a while." He's literally eating the mic. Look at him. I've never <laughs> seen somebody I'm not on more video. excited. You've been going to a bunch of Celtics games. Let's start with that. I see all your pictures, family, friends. Bob Memory gets your tickets. Like you're, you are like now, like maybe becoming the most important. You're like the Drake of the Celtics. Is no, that true? I literally, wow. So first, I'm probably the biggest Celtics super fan now. But the other thing is, I think we won <laughs> literally because of me. Because I'm getting a lot better at talking to the to the coach. I talked to Coach Rivers. I talked to the referees running back and forth. I made sure they knew like that this is our home court. So anytime they're making any sort of calls that were sketchy. One time like Doc was talking to number 62, the ref number 62. I know him. I'll look him up later. And I said, I you guys are looking a little cozy, looking a little too comfortable to be on the road. And they're, they're chirping, talking to each other. They looked a little comfortable. So, you, so I let, let them let know. Me, let me dissect this. You are <laughs> saying you are the Spike Lee Drake of the Celtics and you are impacting the outcome of games. I think I'm di- I directly led to the win last night because we won by one point. I've got to say, like, Kalish has evolved. If a you lot think having fans generally matter and having, like, say it's cheerleaders or a band or fans, if you think any of that matters to the I team do. morale, I do. Then it's you, human psychology. Of course, you I create do. the micro version of that, which is me specifically as a part of that ecosystem. I think refs. I think the reason there's a home time, hometown advantage is because refs are human beings and human beings would be preferred to cheer or boot versus booed. When you're a ref and you make a big call late against a home team, 30,000, 80,000, 16,000 people boo at you subconsciously, even though you're gonna go review the film and your job's and all, you're a human. You are subconsciously making that call, which is why I always, when I have access early on the field or to the court, always talk to refs as well, hoping that somehow one little swipe, slight thing might tweak them making a subjective call during the game. I fully believe in that. I feel confident it matters. And so, yeah, when you're walking down and you tell the ref that, you know, even Doc Rivers knows that you blew that call and you point at the Jumbotron with the replay. I go different. And he might not look at the Jumbotron, but he knows that he got I don't it wrong. Think, and I, that he I think humans more. react better to compliments than to yeah, confrontation. So I, I usually come more and say things like, you look in shape or you're very handsome or how's your family? There was this ref for the Knicks-Bucks yeah. game who was so fucking diesel. I was like, my God, you were in incredible shape. And I got to say, I think he gave some good calls to the Knicks that game. We lost, but yeah. anyway, what are we doing but this I do episode? think I want to like wrap this up where... We're starting ever... with drops? Because well, yeah. Sax is here? Yeah, we literally We're starting with drops? Yes. Start with drops. Okay. Go ahead, Herm, talk. Hold on. Kayla's just finishing oh, one sorry. last thing. He had a hot take. Last point. Yes. I think if I ever was directly responsible for winning a game, it's probably a one-point win that came down to one play at the end, You're right? basically saying you impacted yesterday's game. I think I directly led to the win. It's, and You're really if coming it was out like of your a five-point win, I think I might have lost. But the one point, I think there's a real chance, you know? Can I ask Tyler something right here? I feel like there's too many 137 employees on this trip. I'd like to see the expense account on this. There's just way too, how many fucking 137 PM employees do you have on this trip? 
Oh, that's what's happening? Good job. All right, keep going, Kalish. Let's do it. All right. All right, what are we doing? Drops. En enough yes. about me winning Matt, the Celtics game. you want to tee it up? You want to tee up your guest? Our guest? All right. Huge episode. We got Tom Sachs. I see um, him. One of my favorite who, humans on earth. Yeah, insanely talented, tremendous, you know, physical art out there. Uh, but also more, more relevant to maybe what we've been talking about lately is the Tom Sachs Rocket Factory project, which recently launched, what, three or four months ago? Four August months? 1st. August 1st. August 1st. 8-1. So launch on 8.1 and really innovative structure to the project as well that really taps into what you've been spending the last several years on, but also, you know, this new technology around NFTs and, you know, burning them and creating this, uh, like, real-life hybrid between physical and NFT art. So wanted to get the story of how that project originated. Like, you're really one of the first, you know, from, I don't know what I... I used to call it the real art world, yeah. but now I think it's... You know, digital All art blending. is so, so credible Snobby, now. elitist art world? Yeah. Yeah, the I yeah, wasn't the, ever going to say that. Yeah, like real, like, like my fancy friends had Tom's art physically in their homes world. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so back when people used to say, like, anything digital art, I can right-click and save, and that's mine. Like, when that's the thinking, then you're the real art. The physical art is the real art world. But you crossed it over early in the game. So one of the first projects. So would love to just hear how you got into it that quickly and the origin of the project idea. Uh, Muhammad Ali said it ain't bragging if you can back it up. And ours is the essential crossover project. I've been making physical art for 30 years. And this is the the defining project that, that blends the new way of making art in this metaverse and physical space. So every time you assemble one of my rockets um, in the metaverse or on the, as the NFT, that's a nose cone, a body, and a tail. Those three separate NFTs get calm burned. That's a technology that we developed where you burn those three and create one rocket. You select launch. When you select launch, I physically make a model of that rocket and launch it in space. In fact, tomorrow we're launching 75 of them at um, Flamingo Park Baseball Stadium between so awesome. 1 and uh, 5. Doors open at 12. We're going to start first launches at 1. And at 5 o'clock, we're launching Dawn of Man, which is a one-of-one one Miami Vice rocket that will be the result of the Christie's X OpenSea first-ever on-chain auction. And we're... The, we're leading that too, and I think there's no coincidence that we're leading in both fields. So, obviously, bid on that if you want to get a one of one Miami Vice rocket. And at 501, we're going to launch that rocket. Is that I a different a, Miami Vice rocket than the one that's part of the core project? Or no, that was one of the part one of the, ones, it's, right? It's part of the core. Understood. It's from my vault. You did five, and, yeah. you did five one of ones, remind me? Yeah. I uh, think so, right? Yeah, so Miami Coke, Vice. Yoda, Apple, uh, Purple. You had an apple piece. I still have an apple piece. I have the apple body. You have the apple body? Yeah. And that was... That's and I know the person who has the other two, and I feel like we should get together and figure it Definitely out. Definitely not. Yeah. You should have a standstill. Or we could... Or I could just... No, like, no. One of you have to blink. Skippy Somebody... He either sells to you. Totally I'm going to buy one yeah. from him. It's I want to like be in the butter three apple, row. You know? I want to be in the three row. I want to buy apples. Herm, yeah. you're not yeah. buying shit. I think that's what I love about this project, and it's not up to me. It's up to you and the community and what you guys decide, and that's the... That's what makes it a community project. I mean, I'm always looking at three things. How it looks, you know, design, utility, 
how it works and community, what it means. And like that conversation that you're going to have with your friend about peanut butter and apple and all the pissed off people. Like, I love that. That's human interaction. And of course the launch. So you're all invited. You're invited to, to come to, uh, to the launch. We've got a hot dog truck, uh, shaved ice. You have mustard? We have mustard. Sauerkraut. I'm listening. I'm oh, yeah, you know, you it's Miami. Cause, like, yeah, I, let's talk about Let's get the four of us a, right now. That's a good so point. What are you, Herm? Ketchup. Pure ketchup. Just ketchup. The worst way. The worst way. All right, Tom, you? It depends. But push comes to sub, shove, island, one hot dog. Where do you go? All right, my perfect hot dog doesn't exist because my new favorite hot dog is the Shake Shack hot dog. I don't know if you have it, but they don't have sauerkraut there. And so as a result, I don't do... My regular go-to subbread is sauerkraut mustard. But they don't Because you're that. fucking G. Yeah. And fucking plain but ketchup. At Shake Shack, I'll just do ketchup because it's a different profile. I understand. Thanks, Tom. Kalish? I guess my question is, like, have you ever tried a Chicago-style hot dog? Yes, I have. And at the first Shake Shack... And, um, used to have it. They used yes. to have it, and they don't have that yeah. anymore. And I, that was really cool. I only like had it a few times. I, it's not like my go-to. I, don't, I think I've only had two or three in my life, so uh, my, I'm kind of open to that. It also depends on the practitioner. It's so diverse here. in all the materials. Like how you lay out the peppers Gary change just, everything Let's on not that. get into the nuances. Kalosh. I don't know why I called you Kalosh. <laughs> uh, Kalosh. <laughs> Core hot dog. I don't. Don't give me some exotic shit. Like a core, everyone knows the rules of hot dog talk. What is your core hot dog? I mean, core. If yes. Being from Boston would be like a Fenway hot dog with mustard. Okay, so you're just mustard. Yo, just mustard. Yeah. What are you? Everyone wants yeah, yeah, to know. Yeah, yeah. I'm sauerkraut and mustard. Yeah. No like, onions. Yeah. I would. I love onions on it. But if I'm going core, like push come, like what's the most often thing I do? Because a lot. Of, I mean, I love chili. Love a chili dog, but. Really, I find people that eat hot dogs with just ketchup. <laughs> no, really, Herb, I believe this. I'm so I didn't. I never thought that that was going to be your answer. I'm actually stunned by Keep this. Keep going. Keep going. Are just not winning players. That's a, a, I have this it, visual of you slamming corn dogs on a stick. I love a corn dog. All right, can we go? So, Tom, my only role here is yeah. kind of I'm the voice of the people. So back yeah. to what? So back to um. <laughs> Back to your 75 rocket launches. What people? Are you, because so everyone listening, there's 75. They're going into space. Are you, con, like, how many of them are going to go as planned and how many of those are going to just go up and then, like, hook it left and then go, oh, my God, that's not space, that's not space. Well, it's definitely not going to space. Have you seen the launches? It doesn't go that high. You know what I mean. Well, so well we, you're the man of the people. I don't know what you mean. We're a Six Sigma rocket factory, which means that we really aim to deliver a 100% recovery. So you think 75 out of 75 will land? We'll get them back. We got the space. We got the team. We got incredible ground support. Wow. We we are going to get them all back. I'm the I'm determined. Awesome. And then they go into a wipe into like a glass box, and the person takes it, right? Well, so after you select launch, we launch it, and you have to choose. We either send it to you in a glass box, which I love. You can donate to the museum, and the Which first hundred are going to a major international art museum as one big cabinet. And when you donate it, do you get it back after it's on display, or no. it's always there? You, it's Understood. permanent, and with your name, the, the minter, it's on the donation. flag, on the thing. And you, I know what a donation or, is. Or... Apparently not. You need to be very careful. Go ahead. Or you can, you can opt to have it shredded, and 10% of the people are, are having their rockets shredded. Rockets that I painstakingly painted by hand over many, many hours by hand. Tom, you do all these, it's just you. No, I have a team. Okay. We're, but they're my, we're a teaching hospital. But you're hospital. the Santa. I'm the, with he, the team of, chief surgeon yeah, yep. in the teaching hospital. 
Yeah. So one of the things, this is probably what made me buy lots instead of a couple, was the marketing video or the, um, oh, so you know good. this, the explanation video on your site of how it works? And Herm obviously didn't watch it because the People. rocket gets stuck in a tree and then Tom and team fly yes. a drone with scissors up to let, or it's like a string and they break the tree branch it's stuck in with the drone to recover the rocket. Yeah. And so serious. if you saw that video, you would know yeah, that they so never lose a rocket. We, back. we get them back. Uh, one of our partners, uh, Robin Buchholz dove into the Seine naked in Paris to recover a rocket. Why naked, Tom? Because he didn't bring a towel and he wanted his clothes to be dry when he got out. No boxers? Some people aren't scared, Herm. It's, yeah, I mean, I the, the body's a beautiful scared. thing. This is like mm. American puritanical values. I mean, mm. he wanted dry pants. He, and he had to have a couple of whiskeys after. just to, Principles. Yeah. It just works different in France, you know? That's true. France like, you the, wouldn't France be able is, to just jump France in. France is the one place you'll see a photo of Kalish with tons of shopping bags. Yeah. I'm like the mayor of France. <laughs> you, if you ever saw the picture, the, the first time I ever went to Kalish France. Kalish has gone in 11 episodes from very calm to I'm the Drake of the so, Celtics. I affect NBA games. And, oh, by the way, if that wasn't enough in one episode, I'm the mayor of France. Here's the best right. part of France. Not Paris. Of France. Here's the best part. Watch this one. Kalish, how many times have you been to France? One time. <laughs> I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Anyway, Herm, please help us here. The reason I'm the mayor of France is literally it just comes down to there's one picture of me that exists in France where <laughs> I look like I'm probably France? in charge of France. Are usually city I'll show oriented. you the picture and you'll it. agree it's a good picture. And a little embellished, maybe. Tom, what is, uh, take us to the current state. Successful project, much like mine and many others. You have a community, a Discord. They want to know what's next. Everybody wants to know next. Uh, but before I go into that, which is obviously interesting, what about your personal journey in NFT land? Because you were one of the first two or three substantial artists in the real world prior to NFT world to go in and do it, and you did it proper, that immediately puts you into this eco chamber you're a human being, so I'm assuming you were looking at other things. Have you bought other NFTs? Are you considering to? Do you look at other projects? Has it caught your attention? Yeah, I have a collection. You can look at it. It's Tom Sachs, all one word. Um, my Picasso ape is my avatar. I've got the Picasso ape. It's exactly Picasso. I think you'd call him a floor ape, but he's the best. I haven't written the story that will catapult him into ape fame. But uh, I love him. I've got a punk. I, I'm really into OG crystals. I've got a bunch of those. Yeah. And I love Zen Bonsai NFT, which is a beautiful project. Um, and there are a bunch of, a bunch of others. Um, uh, yeah, but I, I believe in this space. Um, it's so new, that, so who knows what it all means. But I'm really excited. The main thing, though, the most rewarding thing has been meeting wonderful people like you and I don't mean just you guys I mean all the nerds that have been my teachers yeah because this project's 100% authentic to the studio and the rules of it are 100% authentic to the studio but our NFT development team NFT studios Leandro and Noel and their team have been our teachers so we've made changes 
based on their suggestions and their teachings, and they were like, that's a stupid idea. And every time I put my foot down and do it my way, I find out that I'm always wrong. So I've learned to listen to those guys. And uh, people have been very appreciative of me being a whatever snobby art world person coming into the space and saying we're the only ones that are doing it authentically. But I don't see how you could come into a new world and not respect the, the locals and look around for a while before you make a move. And that's right. And it's the only way to do stuff because otherwise it's like a stupid cash grab and you're an arrogant douche. I, I actually find it incredibly, incredibly powerful that this is the first time you're at Art Basel and it's the year that the NFT invasion has happened. To me, before we started the show, I think somebody asked you, or I didn't, I don't remember, but like I thought the answer was gonna be, oh, this is the ninth time I've been here, the 11th time, because obviously this is for over a decade been an important thing in the contemporary art world. I've never been, so me looking from afar. I went, I went the first year, okay. and it rained, and I spent it in a coffee shop with three other dudes, and there, no one showed up. Got it. And I haven't been back What since year was the, that? I don't know, 97. Okay. Those are the days. It's 98, something yeah. like that. Yeah. It was called the Gramercy Art Fair. It turned into Art Basel. They I see. Anyway, every year I, I people from my team, this like Aquavella Gallery mm-hmm. represents mm-hmm. me and the paintings yep. of this of the NFTs. So you can go to Art Basel and see their booth and talk to Al and tell him I sent you. Um, but Is Al you, pumped that you're down here? Al's super pumped. He's got rockets. He's launching one of his rockets. I love it. And he's like so psyched. I'm, but I won't even go to the booth. Right, because it's like uh, I cattle it. going to slaughter. But um, but I'm here down this year for this. For, I know. For crypto. I've watched you. The level of humility and curiosity that you've brought to this space, NFT NYC, our Basel, everything else you're doing. It's incredibly obvious to me that you back up, you know, what you preach, and I think that it is the single most important thing when one enters a space that's developing, whether emerging or established to come in hot and think you're somebody, no matter what you've done and accomplished elsewhere, is always going to not work. The context and the language of the community is everything. And people make the same mistake every time. Nobody gives a fucking NFT land if you crushed it on Wall Street. Nobody fucking cares in hip hop if you dominated rock and roll. Nobody cares in anything if you did well somewhere else, because if you don't respect the language, you lose. So. Um- one of the things I love about Aquavella Gallery is that I'm the worst artist in that gallery. Worst as in financially least successful or worst as in like you're a bad dude? Well, the other artists are like Cezanne and Picasso and Ed Ruscha and yes. stuff. So Wayne Tebow, like Thank God Andy you said Warhol. Picasso because the other three people, I have no idea who the fuck they are. Cezanne was Picasso's teacher. Got it. Right. So You knew that? No. Vincent Van Gogh. I've also. heard of him. And Vinny. So, and then I'm in uh, Christie's ex um, open sea auction. Yes. And, you know, I'm the headliner, but. Right, my, you love that you're playing and you got a foot in both worlds. But, no, I'm a medium project. Like, Mad Dog Jones is for sure going to yield totally. more than mine will. Totally. Of course. No, and then a lot Mad of the Dog. other artists I don't, I don't know. And so I'm like a. I get n- it. Nobody in that. Sp- and it, it's humbling. But it's also exciting. It's also real. It's authentic. It's like I'm in my I'm in the middle in that place, and that's right. where I belong. That's right. And I have to earn it. Yep. Through community. I love that. I love that. Um, and it's. Kalish, how many rockets yeah. do you have? How many do I? I have. have well, I have seventy-four rockets. <laughs> you have seventy-four. The short answer. Tom, they're not seven, all complete rockets. I have like okay. thirty complete rockets. And then thirty. And then like 
40, 40 pieces. pieces. Okay. Yeah, one of the ones I'm really excited about is, you know, the stickers. I can make a, a, a sticker rocket, and there's only one other person that there's has a sticker There's 100 sticker rockets? 100 stickers. Stickers, so sticker that's 100. Yeah, yep. And you guys so explain I'm what that means to people? Pieces. So, yeah, there's 3,000, right? 3,000 3, parts. So that should make up to 1,000 total rockets. And there's only one that has three pieces that are all stickers because it's rare. They're like 3% of them have stickers, right? So I'm not going to go through all the math with everyone, but there's not going to be a lot of sticker rockets, maybe a couple. And they're going to be stickers will be very valuable in phase two. Yeah. The one guy very. who has one too, he did like a Trojan nose cone with like a Budweiser body yeah. and it looks like a lot of fun i think yeah, fun town certain, it's yeah, called yeah it looked like fun i think he's um oh and it's cosimo medici like the really well-known collectors the guy holding it that's right so anyway there's i don't want to blow up his spot but i can make that rocket and so i've been thinking about maybe getting the sticker rocket as like my crown jewel um i like my hermes one too i, I got it right away because i saw your like um the um like value meal Hermes art and I just felt like that was so so clean and authentic and so yeah added a few here and there and I just kept you know shopping and liking things yeah um I have a question for Tom and Gary but Tom definitely first he's so just to be clear Gary Tom's gonna go first um five floor price like when you guys look at when you guys just look at how everything's trading and people just playing the floor and looking for quick flips like how does that impact you or does it or how often are you checking it out is it like public companies checking their stock price well obviously it's irresistible not to look you know money's an illusion illusion by which we all live and die um deep but it's real yep. um my priority is making a great project so if you if you paid more and it's worth less now that's that's hard and I and I, I I hear people being concerned about that but my priority is making a robust ecosystem and project that will last so in a year or three years or five years my project will be standing and will be active with authenticity whatever that means and I tend to work on projects for many years I have a track record of I'm working on the space program this is our fourth mission uh, since 2007, we've been to the moon and Mars and Europa and right now in Vesta in Germany. This is a, a space program that's been in museums and currently. Um, so, yeah, it's hard and I feel for people when their value goes up and down, but that's not my priority. I'm in this for building a thing. The money is just like a automatic reflection of other stuff. It'll go up, it'll go down. The Making rockets that are beautifully hand-painted developing new utility at its own pace, not meeting the desires of the market is, um, it's just like a long game. I like that. It's, it's, it's the only way to look at it because I'm doing this, like when this all comes crashing down, I'm still gonna be doing exactly the same thing. It doesn't change what I do. Yeah. So, and if you leave because it's not a good value for you or you're stressed about money, leave. We'll still be here when you come back. Yep. Gary's use essentially exactly the same, so we could skip over that. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, I think there's it's becoming less, but still a big part of the space as people are trying to flip NFTs for profit. And that's definitely something that's been, 
you know, a constant messaging point that we've had is, like, if you're doing that, you're basically a sole proprietor. Good luck. You're, uh, you're arbitraging something you think you can make money. You're finding value that you think will be there. If it is good for you for being a good entrepreneur, sole proprietor, whatever, if it's not there, you're accountable for that decision too. That's your decision. But where I think it crosses the line is where people expect some external force to suddenly pump their bag of NFTs and make it worth you know, more than it is. Like if you're trying to find that arbitrage, you can't then also be going around asking a bunch of external forces or artists or somebody to pump you know, it's very, your thing. It's very tempting to do things to pump the market. And we talked about this with Gary, and it's, but it's, it's totally fucked up. Like the best thing you can do is make the project good on its own terms and let the market be a separate thing. Yeah. To, but it, but is it tempting? Of course. But you have to resist temptation. Do good work and let it all fall into line. Yeah. Gary, you're being oddly quiet, so you're probably asking. Well, I was just waiting Tom, for you to tell me when I was allowed Tom, to talk. Tom, why'd you go Skippy over Jif? Is <laughs> <laughs> that your question? I'll answer. But but I mean, Gary, I feel like. That's what you, right? I mean, this is... Yeah, I mean, look, from my perspective, um, the, the reality of the situation is we are in a gold rush. We are in a internet stock 99 moment. Uh, everyone's running around Art Basel and on Twitter and Discord talking about the art and the community and all this nirvana. But if you're even half decent at human behavior, you can see right through 99 out of 100 people who are talking that talk, but what they really are saying, let me translate it for everybody at home, is please do something so this thing that I paid 4,000 for is 8,000 <laughs> so I can sell for 8,000 so I could buy a fucking Gucci bag. Like, the, the, we're in a very vulnerable state right now, so here's how it's gonna play out every time there's a gold rush or internet stock 99. Extraordinary wealth creation because it's actually true. Like California and the resource of gold was true. We're still here. Like, it's true. The internet, news alert, for everybody who thought it was a fad after the stock market crashed in 2000, you were fucking wrong. 99% of projects in NFT land are gonna walk themselves right into an NFT winter. Whether it's tomorrow, or March 19th, or April 16th, 2023, I have no idea. But the behavior's clear. Everyone's full of shit. They're 99% are about the money, and there'll be 1% of project navigators, this is why I've bought so many of yours myself, is there's just a couple people that I'm completely convinced in when the fucking hurricane comes, they're just gonna be painting, and they're just gonna be making. Sure, a lot of them are, you know, you've had success beforehand. Sure, some of the people I'm betting on that have never had success before might have an inclining of feeling of like, fuck, I just lost a lot of money. But very quickly, in the scheme of that human, this 1%, a day, maybe a week, they're just gonna be like, well, what am I crying about? I'm just gonna keep making my art. I'm gonna keep building my community. I'm gonna do this for my community, and you know, I know I'm gonna do that with V Friends. I know you're gonna do that with Rockets. And the, and the part that matters to me, unlike the fancy artists you mentioned, where once they made a painting and it went into the world and the global art market went down, even if they were number one, they couldn't do shit about it. With NFTs, you can. If you just decide right now, if I just decide right now with V Friends that, hey, anybody that has one of these tokens, come to my factory and we're gonna have dinner together. You could do that, you could. 
guess what? That has value. <laughs> like, like, you can't get into your fucking place in New York. Like, even people that, like, like it's like, the, it's on the blockchain, it's a contract. You can add value to it in perpetuity. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be a very interesting half decade. I'm incredibly ready for all the articles that are gonna be written. NFTs were a fad, I told you, they made no sense. Um, because I, I don't think we can keep up with the values. Even with the backdrop of one of the biggest events in our space, which is absolutely Coinbase's platform coming out next year and onboarding a lot more NFT collectors. I think that's gonna be a watershed moment. You've got an app that has a lot of people that made a lot of money in crypto, now integrating seamlessly the ability to buy NFTs without all the MetaMask and all that. It's gonna bring a lot of people in. Even with that influx, there's too much supply. There's fucking 800 projects every hour. There's 800 projects every hour with 10,000 tokens behind it every fucking day. Well, most of everything in every genre sucks, right? Of course. But even like country music has Patsy Cline and Hank Williams. So That's right. like, there's always something good. Just be, be discerning. I've met 900,000 rappers that nobody's ever heard of. Right? It's all, the, to your point, every single kid that likes sports when they're 11 thinks they're going to be in the league. People always ask me like, what's the difference? And it's always the same thing for me. Discernment makes you an asshole. I mean, makes you an artist. Discernment makes you an that artist. That might have been a proper Ju- wait, wait, slip, wait, 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 by the okay, way. Me, fun, wait, fa- fun wait, moment. Wait, discernment <laughs> makes you an artist. 100%. Judgment makes you an asshole. Yeah, 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 I totally like, agree. Every, art is art, good, bad, like an, art it's like an emotion, good, bad, or indifferent. People yeah, make yeah. it for all different reasons, and like I would never judge someone. Pea salad. Pea salad. Versus yeah. the astronaut. That's right. That's always been the best way of explaining it, I think, to me at least, is how much art gets created in the world, like say per year or something. How many pieces of art are created? How many are monetized for more than zero? It's like 1% maybe or 2%. And then from there, you get this massive exponential curve of if the top, top, like 10, 20 things. some, Some people ask me like, how do you, like what's your inspiration? Like you do it for a gallery or you do it for money or what. And I always say I do it for one thing. I do it for myself and my community, which today includes all of you on this table and includes all of you listeners who don't think I'm a total asshole. Otherwise, you just change the channel and something else. And, the, and the, the proof is this. Do you ever make a birthday card for someone from scratch? The best. Yes. The best. The best present. The reward of making that is so much better than spending money because you pumped your love towards that person into whatever crafty thing you made. You know, it's funny. I think about entrepreneurship as an art. I really, really do. And when you were setting up that question, my answer is because I have no choice. Like I couldn't even, when I look at pure artists, I really connect with them because I had no ability to do anything else. It's almost above even doing it for myself or maybe that is the ultimate doing for yourself. Like, like I couldn't even conceive do, doing anything other than being an entrepreneur. And, and like what, I, what, what I'm seeing right now is that there's artists who genuinely, like if you look carefully at what they've done, they've never been able to do anything else. And then you have other people who are like, I'm just gonna create these 10,000 PFPs and try to make as much money as possible. I mean, we don't need another adjective animal combo, you know, and we've got a billion of them already. All right. Um, Herm, before good, we good wrap enough? this, yeah. can we can we talk about other projects in 
the one to two ETH range that everyone's looking at right now. Listeners love that side. Uh, I, I'm happy to jump in. I'm just going to look at my wallet love, real quick. I love um, OG Crystals because of the, of the utility. I'm really curious to see where it's headed. Um, and this is a project where the crystal gets, when, as it gets moved from one wallet to another, takes on the attributes of the other NFTs in that wallet. I think anything that's pushing the limits of what th this thing can do technically is interesting to me. You got anything, Kalish? I saw World of Women now you can get right at 2 ETH. That was kind of like a, a value spot, I think, if people have been waiting for that moment. That's very blue chip, I think, to be at 2 ETH for. I'm, uh, I'm incredibly bullish and continue to be on Danny Cole. I think Creatures yeah. is wildly underpriced right now. Uh, I did my first GIFGO collaboration with him. Uh, Swamp First, I don't know what it is about these little fucking frogs, but I subjectively like them. <laughs> You seen that one? <laughs> I did. Um, I noticed a very pixelated. Yeah, it's like PFPs very, now are reminds, more of a movement. Yeah, I, yeah, it's the Nintendo thing. Like, if you're really looking for under one, I think they're fairly well priced right now. Um, they're pretty cheap. And then back to the women's movement. I've been consistent about this, but I I really believe in Sarah Bauman. I think she's a real long-term artist. And women and weapons is cheap as shit. I think it's yeah. 0.18 cheap. Look, it's actually a lot of money, but. In this fucking hysteria, 0.18 is like fucking ridiculous. On, on ETH, on chain, like is really well priced. And I, I love why she did it. Women and Weapons is women in like the 1950s, 60s style cartoon pinup thing, but with crazy weapons because she felt like it was a time when women were perceived weak. So she gave them the most fucking insane weapons. And I just love the, the contrast and the rationale of her thought process. I, I think, I also think that one of the great things about the NFT space is how, fa as much as people properly, especially because of the culture we live in today, which is thoughtful about this, thank God, people are spending a lot of time talking about diversity and inclusion, much more than web one and web two because of the art factor, we're seeing a lot more than just white male tech DNA in this space. And I think as we grow, 50% of the buyers of NFTs in the world in a decade or two are going to be women. And there are two to five signature female projects right now. I think world of women, I actually look, I actually think has a scary upside. I actually might buy more. Yeah, like it's, I, too, it's too low, I think, for what the potential is. Because it's the one right now in that space. Yeah. Do you have a night goddess? No. You I don't? Have, I have, I want to say 12, but they're a but variety. No, no. Fuck, you need a night goddess. Because what threw me on that was it doesn't look like a real human. Because it it's a fucking goddess. And so I wanted the ones that look like real humans. So I was buying like. She's a goddess. She's not supposed to look like a. Yeah. Human. Okay. I don't think uh, the bored ape looks like exactly like. A, I mean, it looks like a. You know, it's like, does it look like an ape? That's just like what I liked. You know, when I went through it. Well, that's nice. That's what's awesome about her. You get to pick what you like. Apes, too. What do you think of the board apes? Like, the that thing rocketed up during not. I used the term bear market very loosely because it's pathetic how like a two day. Bear market is a bear market in crypto, but it's having a huge yeah. day today. I remember too. it was like a, a week. Huge crypto NFTs were not Adidas looking good, deal, and then it went up. Gaming, probably twenty ETH to fifty four. What do yeah. you make of that? I I didn't like it when I first looked at it. I thought it was stupid, and then some Aram from my team said, "Hey, that one looks like Picasso," and I immediately pounced on it and bought it for two. And it's like I love it because it's I the had best a, investment you ever made in your career, Tom. Maybe. 
I mean, did I you buy I, any good stock or real estate? I bought this like, screwdriver when, instead of food one day. And I For how much? Like 35 pounds. I was in England. It was super expensive, special. And you used it? Or still you still trade. It. Okay, yeah. so you're, that's a utility, though. It's not like you put it on auction at a, it's not like you bought it as a collectible or, or an investment. Right. But I don't, you know, I don't like, I don't like, I'm not really into s- selling. Well, you don't have I to think. be. It's, but the thing that I like You don't about have to push against the truth. Yeah, word. <laughs> I guess it's, I guess that's good. You never know. But um, the idea that I'm part of this community of like, I'm part of a site, uh, uh, a stri- the striped shirt gang <laughs> or in apes, they're called, is it a wisdom of apes? Uh, Forum of Apes. Charlie, what is it again? Anyway, it's a pack of apes. Charlie's swimming. Um, so that I'm part of this community, and I, I, I haven't written the content about my Picasso to pump him up yet. I've been busy with my own art project, but I know that it's there because it really fucking looks like Picasso. Go check him out. He's got crazy eyes, striped shirt, nothing, it, no hair, and a shitty little cigarette. It's why I bought the Humble Hedgehog in V Friends because it looks like Herm. Yeah. So you, <laughs> but so so you had a you had a connection with it, right? That's right. An, Thanks, Tom. Emotional connection uh, and. To me, that is one of the that is one of the the legs of the tripod of what makes a great project. A hundred thousand percent. All right, can we talk about sports? I mean, I love Tom and all, but like, are we taking a break? Why would we take a break? We never take a break. It's as if you're not present, and you're usually present. In the beginning of this, we had a whole game. Because I was quiet for two minutes. You should went hard at the Celtics, and now okay, we're going on props. Yes, let's thank Tom, who was amazing, by the way. It was so great. Tom, thanks for having me. Um, Always great to see you again. Please come to the launch tomorrow. I think we air this after your launch, so I've been enjoying the fact that you've been promoting the launch, and we're airing it after. It was by far my favorite. Thank you all for coming to the launch. (laughs) It was a really great success. It was my favorite part of the whole interview. Congratulations to the winner of um, (laughs) of. Of Through the Night Softly. Yeah, I'm so happy Bravo. about that part. Yeah. You were going so ham, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let By this By the way, go. I knew there was something, because all the other Rockets, you could find them on OpenSea, but the Miami Vice one, you could never find it on OpenSea, and I was wondering. It's because it was from my vault. So it's just been held for this moment. That's yeah. smart. awesome. Yeah. Good Is foresight. Matt one of the biggest owners and fans, actual like people yes. you've met? It has yeah, to yeah, be. Yeah. I'm sitting I with two of them right now. Yeah. That's right. I'm, I'm in deep. I've got 30 pieces. Yeah. It's not even close to... But a different yeah, level. And you're I'm, right, it's not. And I mean, I'm super psyched to meet you. Thanks for having me. It was great. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know if you're around, but please, uh, I'm, please, I'm glad. Come, I'm glad that you came to the launch. <laughs> <laughs> it was great to see you Tom, yesterday. Thank you. How's that hot dog sitting in your stomach? To the yeah. And where's your next launch after Miami? What's the next one up? So we have two kinds of launches. We're doing these like big launches, like 7,500 rockets, and then we're doing one of one launches, like we did one at LACMA. We're in the, we're the first NFT of a major international art museum, Los Angeles County Museum of Art. They bought one, awesome. or they have one. In, I should say they have one in their permanent collection. Um, we did one uh, Nike craft on, on Nike campus on the Ronaldo soccer field without permission. We're doing a lot of like commando one-offs, don't ask permission launches all over. So. I don't know, but our intention is to do them in special places, you know, like Paris and Governor's That's Island, awesome. and there'll be more. Well, good Love news. Kalish is the mayor of France, so if you oh, need well, to launch anything. Yeah, we did a Palais de Tokyo. We did a dozen yeah. there. So, um, but stay, like, follow out. us on Twitter, Tom Sachs, TS Rocket Factory. We announce everything there. It's awesome. Love Thank it. you, Tom. Thanks. We Thanks, Love you. Tom. Thanks, guys. Great to meet you. I'm positive. Great to meet you, yeah. Thanks. Love Thank you, pal. You. I know we're Great to see you. Leaving, so. Yeah, yeah, hang. All right, let's go to sports. What are we doing? What do we want to talk about this week, boys? What do we got? This part is probably something Matt wants to bring up. Oh, my God. Herm just 
fully sent the Cincinnati versus Iowa State. Oh, this is very exciting. I'm not going to wait until the end of the season, everybody. Yeah, let's just I got hustle. Take care. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, go yeah. ahead, Herm. Take away. Um, look, I got go hustled it. by somebody that I thought was a friend. Yeah, I just want to remind everybody on this. Track on on this I'm not Herm's friend. Yep. So let's start with that. I said Second thought. of all, uh, he had math on his side. I go no play math. the clip again. It's very clear oh, what happened there. Clip yeah. it. He thought I was being emotional. Clip this it. is exactly what happened. Clip it. No, I just went for it. He literally clip it. He really thought he had me because he had DraftKings. No, I didn't think I had, had you. He had Kalish's geniuses on his side. Yes, you did. No, I was like, oh, this seems fun. It no, seems like he no, picked this it up. No, it wasn't that energy. You think I had him? Most of the time, if, if you're sitting there and you take a 30 to 1 and someone else takes an 80 to 1 and it's even money, like, you probably feel pretty good. Like right. you probably so remind so everybody's just catching us and the guys and gals that are standing around this boat right now. It was before the end, beginning of the season. We were talking about teams. Vayner Sports, my brother's firm, reps the Cincinnati quarterback, Des Ritter, for NIL. We're very excited about him. He didn't say that on the episode for the Yes, record. I did. Uh, and, Clip it. And... I just had a, a lot of insight on Cincinnati. I'm like, they're gonna have a good season. I had very, I had far less on Iowa State. I just thought that Cincinnati was gonna have a good year. You pulled out the Iowa State thing. No, I did not. <laughs> Clip it. Clip it. Anyway, back to this. I'm paying you, and it's coming next next 5, episode. Five thousand cash. Yes. Five thousand, Tyler. We got him. Nice we bag. got him, Ty. And I'm taking doesn't it too. Doesn't it sound like off. bringing it back in the drops a second? Doesn't five k cash? Sound like just a shitload of ETH? No, it's one ETH. I know, but you're, but doesn't it just sound like it's no, it's the, it, so much more? It's like USD sucks now, right? It's like people throw around like like it. We don't value it because people throw around three ETH like it's nothing, but it's twelve thousand dollars. I know. That's why even in, in the earlier segment when I was like point one eight, I'm like, man, that's still a lot of money for like yeah. a digital piece of collectible art. Like, but it's just this bizarro universe. Listen, I'm gonna take your money. I know, yeah, I, we know. And I'm not even going to donate it. I'm going to donate my own money, your money I'm going to take. And spend it. Just and buy hot dogs with ketchup on it. <laughs> Throwing hot dogs. It's a way to get ahead. You had the Mad. wrong Iowa. The Mad problem tough. is you had the wrong Iowa. You would have lost, lost that You would have lost that too. Cincinnati's undefeated. A little closer. closer I was 15 to 1 to win the title. Because here's the scenario. They're playing Iowa Michigan this out. week. Michigan is in the letdown spot after beating Ohio State. This happens how many times have you seen a this A billion happen? times. Beat Ohio State. You're like, fuck we're yeah, we're, we can never lose again. Then you play Iowa. A real You don't want to play Iowa. Never want to no. play Iowa. They got nothing That's else a, to do. It sounds like it hurts just playing. Did them. you just diss Iowa? No, it's factual statement. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Do you gonna know get canceled like, in Iowa. What, it, what the culture is Kalish, if you play football so, in this Iowa? A, this is a stunning episode. I'm getting canceled nowhere. Herm's getting canceled in Iowa. And Kalish is getting canceled in the entire country of france i actually think the opposite he's gonna get a key to france uh, listen he's the mayor do do countries have mayors that was the thing uh, i was thinking does. the whole that time right now. yeah anyway. if i said the, the like the president of france it's not funny though it's I, get problem. It. I respect See? that all right do we have anything to talk about with sports we got some big ufc card yeah here's what i think we should talk about is ufc Nobody's and we should talk Amanda about how nunez. all of our football teams won last week for two seconds nobody's beating amanda nunez ever yeah are you going? In France, they have mayors. Thank you, D-Rock. Quick on the Google. Nice. Who's okay. the current mayor of France? Ma- There's Matthew not a mayor. Ma- <laughs> Matthew Kalish. Matthew Kalish. I just Googled it. It's Matthew, Matthew. Kalish. 
Yeah. One. I'm gonna. Matteo. Not Italian. All right. Let's talk sports. Amanda Nunez in a blowout. What the odds are? It doesn't matter. She's unbelievable. All right. Amanda Nunez minus eight fifty. Makes sense. Juliana Pena plus five seventy five. Just beat Sarah McMahon. No, she's a great fighter, but Nunez is in a different planet. She's literally. Are you going? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's the weird one where you O'Malley's look at the person. Great. You look oh, at man. the person, you think like she might never lose a fight and then retire at some point. That might happen. Because like no one is even close. Really. No, not right now. And it's, it's like scary how painful the fights look too to be on the other end of. She's amazing. People are, I think, probably afraid in general when. They I think her on. and our our guy at Vader Sports O'Malley are gonna have two the two blowout wins on the card. O'Malley well, like minus minus three oh five. Tom, you know it's such a tough sport. You don't know if it's knockout or not. But well, you, let's talk about it. there are people. Here's ready to bet well, on this. for everyone who's listening. A dominant win to me is one of two things: a knockout or just an emphatic three or five round domination. Where you're like that person just beat the shit out of the other person. It didn't end up being a knockout, but they completely fucking dominated, and there was no glimpse for the other person of ever having the other person in trouble. That would be the other version of a domination. Yeah. I disagree with that kind of domination, but I, I, okay. Well, explain your version. Now that you've got the one fight and think you're an expert. No, yeah, it's true. I think if you dominate, <laughs> exactly if you dominate, happen. look at him. He knows that's why he's looking away. You got to knock somebody out because you have that seen your one kick away. I would actually away. argue you're, you're one kick away. It's from so funny worked. looking at the heads behind. You have to understand how wrong you are in this. As a matter of fact, most people that know I anything about this. fighting, Spicy unlike you, Gary coming into um, the chat. is that Here we go. sometimes knockouts come out of nowhere. And That's what I'm dom- talking about. No, no, no. So you can be do- oh, so, so no. you're saying Dominations he dominated, but he got when destroyed. When you watch somebody clearly dominate and just outwit, outstrike, outthink, outforce someone, outwill. Okay, get it. For- Thank you. <laughs> you know, because okay. sometimes a, yeah. a flash knockout happens. It happens. That's what's what's incredible about the sport, which is why we've loved it since they were in the fucking Roman Empire fighting to today. Is the shocking upset is always in play when you're fighting. Always. Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson. It happened, right? Like, it can happen. And, and in UFC even more, in mixed martial arts even more, there was, you know, I don't follow kickboxing in Asia as much, but there was some iconic guy who never loses. And I saw the highlight on Twitter, got caught with, like, just a mundane thing that he probably blocked a thousand times. Like, so, you know, it's just that thrill of that is what makes fighting put people in an adrenaline place that you're never accustomed to. Because yeah. anything can act. For example, the amount of times people have said the Amanda Nunes of the moment, whatever that's been, can't lose and then that person lost is as old as time. All right, I stand corrected, everybody. You're right. Thank you. Can we clip that and use that? Can we go back into like 40 other episodes where we've had little micro debates, all yeah. of which Herm's been on the wrong side of history? That's the and can you just one. take that piece and like, Seth, can you repost edit the first episode? I think you're just... asking him to clip it, but not for this. Well, sorry, right. Urkel. Here's a little bit more of a clip it, because there's two title fights in the next one. The other one's Charlie Olives and Dustin Poirier, which is tighter, plus 140 for Charlie Olives. Dustin is minus 160. You know what's funny about that? I give the oh, betters a lot of credit. Because Dustin with the wins over Connor, the brand is much hot, hotter. But it clearly, this is going to be a very close fight. And people that follow the sport know it's a very close fight. And I'm impressed with the public. 
at this point having it that close because you would think after Dustin's big wins against Connor, there's that lift. That's actually what you look for when you're educated where the public is just going on headlines and you're educated. I'm impressed with how tight that line is. Yeah, do you have any insight or feeling or is it just You know what's hard about a fight like this? It's definitely watch and enjoy. These are two men in the prime of their, of their, you know, people don't understand what MMA is. It's really chess. It really is. Like, if you go back to Dustin's two fights ago, the strategy to go against the shins against Connor, like, that's just, I love that shit. That's, that's what I love about football. Head coaches being in a fucking shit, people don't understand, NFL head coaches in fairly not fancy offices at two o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday night, watching the team that they're playing from the last week and seeing one thing and being like, we're gonna exploit that on Sunday, that's fucking amazing. And that is amplified dramatically in fighting, right? So, you know, what's tough about this fight is they're both in such a place where you really can see it going either way. There's two schools of thought. Dustin's feeling himself over such iconic wins and the momentum propels him in a win. There's the other school of thought of you get caught in believing you're a little bit better than you are. I think Dustin has the humility to not do that. This is a really good fight. I really don't, you know, if you asked me, I think, um, I think Dustin sneaks it out, but, but man, it, it really is a 50-50 fight for me. Yeah, the last one you had the Dustin first round knockout prop that cashed. That was huge, we yeah. nailed it. Yeah, so I guess you gotta ride the hot hand if he's like got you this far. Look, Charlie, like, this, is a, this is gonna be a great fight. I'm like genuinely looking forward to watching it. Yeah, that should be a good fight. There's not, where does Dustin fight out of? Is it like California or something? I don't, I don't recall. Need to, the thing I Vegas. do know is that there's not a lot of fighters fighting out of U.S. gyms that are current title holders. In fact, I think there's one, right? Isn't Sterling the only one? Yeah, he's in Vegas. I, that, I, don't, know, I don't know where, you know, you, you've clearly got some data. Like, that's, that's above my pay grade. I'm, like, not yeah. following deep enough to know where so people are Dustin, training. Dustin flops. Sterling could, who knows if he holds on. Sterling's still recovering from one that. One of the best knee. global sports, really. It really is. It's fucking amazing. It's an amazing sport. Yeah, it's spread out. Herm, you really, you know, back to the joke I made, you really enjoyed yourself at the Garden, right? Awesome. I mean, you got that crazy fight, right, with Chandler. Like, like that- Dana White said something in the mat when we were in Vegas in, for the Connor fight in the three weeks in Vegas when there wasn't COVID. It was gone and everywhere. Um, he said, uh, Matt said, you know, why, why, what makes this so successful? He's like, you ever been to any other sporting event? You know, when there's a fight? doesn't matter if Tom Brady is about to throw a touchdown. Everyone, Everybody looks. Everyone looks at the it's fight. It's true. Such a good line. It's, it, what, what people don't understand about humans is there are certain things that are forever. We rubberneck. We all sit in traffic for no reason just to look at the accident. Like, yeah. we do things. It's why the news sells us negativity. Like, you know, like, oh, we prompt the music. That's the news sells I'm, us negativity. I'm neg- not kidding. That boat is eight feet long. <laughs> it's an eight foot by two foot. And the stereo is the ninety percent of the boat. Yeah. yeah. I wish Love he came that. back. Um, I'm excited for it. The other thing about UFC that I think is awesome is um, everyone is present, and no, like nobody's on their phone, nobody's looking at the phone. There was random yeah, because anything can happen. Present. Oh, and it's awesome. Tyler. Dana was watching the boxing match during the UFC fight. He was watching the Canelo match. He was watching the Canelo fight on the screen with the. Well, I get that. Redhead. Yeah, it's the redhead mafia. Dana yeah. is a redhead. You're a redhead. Canelo's a redhead. redhead. He's not. Yeah. I'm just... But Canelo. 
Yeah, you love Canelo because of that, right? Any redhead, any successful, you know. Herb, can you actually redhead. answer this once and for all for the okay. world? Okay. <laughs> like when I'm walking in the street and I see somebody having a Jets hat, I, I a little kid from school, I dropped off my kid the other day for school. Literally, this happened yesterday. Like an eight-year-old's walking by with a Jets hat, I'm like, nice Jets hat. Like it's a immediate kinship. No different than religion, cross, star, David. Like you see it all over, right? Yeah. Because of the small percentage of redheads in our society. Yeah, less than 1%. Is that the number? Yeah. Do you literally do the whole, like, you walk by a stranger who's a redhead and you guys both do the head nod? Does that happen? I want it to happen more. I always I do a little smile. My youngest daughter's a redhead. It makes me so happy. But redhead women and redhead men are different. Right. You know, the d- redhead dude right. thing is a very, very specific group. Uh, you want to say something? You want to say something? I'm excited for you to say. Like, what are you saying? Like, what do you like? It's everyone, the zoom in on his face. Here's what I'm this is when he wants to say I'm something, say but he's like just ready and he's just it. waiting for it. My feelings zoom in on the towards face. redhead men is the reverse of my take. This is why you disappointed me so much with the ketchup thing. Though maybe the red ketchup has something to do with it. I don't know. I respect redheaded men at the top of the sphere of society. Wow, let's clip that. Say it, why? It's just the way I've always felt. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Don't expand on that. Let's just leave it at that. I, it's the only reason you and I became friends. I didn't like what was coming out of your mouth. I liked what was on the top of your head. Well, I'm glad I'm not on video because I'm actually I'm concerned about I'm, I'm losing it. Like if I go like this, you see the You're peninsula. Fine. Just wear a hat like I do. <laughs> the peninsula is a- f- good news. Hats are cut, hats are back, so just wear them. Okay. It's 1993 like all over, right? Yeah, dude, I get it. So I started like. I'm five either or going six for Turkish. I'm either going to Turkey and getting a, a mullet implant like my man back there who's got great hair, or I'm shaving my head. It's all happening next 24 months. I'm not sure. Do not shave But I'm head. going either 100% implant, fucking Drew Brees, Erlacher life, and getting like a fucking afro and just going going, so that I can do like Sean O'Malley and go like, or full. I got 24 months for this. This one of the big decisions of my career. Don't do it. Don't do which one. Either one. Just just stay the course right now. Just live your life? No, thank you. <laughs> just, just, stay, just stay the course. Stay the course. That was the most biggest, misery loves company statement of all time. He's like, please just be. Should we hold hand yeah, in hand in I this? just teed that up. Um, all right. One more thing on sports. Please. Um, well, the number one team in the AFC East is the Patriots. We're going to talk about that. But Did you see the, the Mac one- Jones card market, by the way? I don't Okay. I don't go check. It's irrational <laughs> he, right now. Okay. People are, I think it's all driven by New England and it's Boston. It's all driven by the fact that Tom the- Brady worked out, and now they just think this is going to work out. Yeah, they're all but what did work out paying for the, Jets, the full amount on the In a the big way that I don't think people are talking about enough is the Adams trade. The greatest trade in football history? I mean. <laughs> yes, the Jamal Adams trade to Seattle is I- shaping up to be one of the great trades. We got two number ones for a safety, and I love Jamal. He's my friend. You could have two number but- ones in the top Five picks. Well, because we have our own. We already, last year, what people don't know is that the Jets have already drafted a player with the Seahawks pick. It was last year's number one, Elijah Vera Tucker, who's been unbelievable. Yep. So now you're like offense, and offensive linemen, when they have big rookie seasons like Elijah Vera Tucker's having, often kind of click, right? Like DeCastro, and like, you just see it. Quinn Nelson, like, this could be crazy. If they, God forbid, hit with this Seahawks pick, which Clearly is a top 10 pick. Yes. Could be even, let's see what happens here. Oh, could you imagine having two anchors for 15 years? And don't forget, it's because they didn't want to pay him. 
The Seahawks not only gave up two number ones, they paid Jamal a fortune. You can't do that. He also doesn't look great at all. He's a safety. It's not his fault. He's awesome. But he's a safety. It's not an impact enough position. Yeah. To, you, you can only do that for an outside linebacker, a quarterback. You don't even give up that much. Look what the Bills gave for Stephon Diggs, a one. Like, they gave up two ones. Look what the, the fucking Cardinals gave up way less for fucking DeAndre Hopkins. The fuck are you giving up two number ones for Jamal Adams and signing a massive deal? Oh, it's monumental for the Jets. So, yes, that has worked out. Many things haven't. That one, and by the way, the Sam Darnold thing's working out. The Panthers are losing every week, too. The Jets have their second-round pick. Jets are going to have four picks in the first 50 picks of this NFL draft. If they hit, the franchise can turn very quick. If they don't, I'm going to punch myself in the face. (laughs) All right, I'm wrapping this up. Um, Knicks are not playing as well. Kemba's been benched. Celta fans are laughing. That's right. Yeah. To be fair, though, he was kind of like not a factor on the Celtics either. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're we have a good team now. It's very clean looking. Everybody's back. Um, I'm not bullish on the Celtics. Tatum. I don't. I don't. I don't. Just okay. I don't, I'm not. I, I guess I should be open-minded. What's the case to not be? I just don't. I think history will prove me right in this. I don't think the Brown Tatum thing's gonna work out. I really don't. I really don't. By the way, on the record, I think they're both individually phenomenal. I mean that. Yeah. I, I just have this sneaky, you know how sometimes it just doesn't go? Like the old Pippin Barkley thing in Houston. Like sometimes it just doesn't happen. And something, like I don't understand what the problem is. That's actually my point of view on it. Hmm. You're obviously clouded in your euphoria of your tickets. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, definitely true. Yeah, I Plus, see. Plus, what I've noticed is more the team other than them too. I, I think ag- has by the really way, looked I good. agree. By Al Horford's hitting by threes. The way, He's I, like four threes. By the a way, game. this is my point. They have not figured out how to play well together. Yeah, it's been a long enough time now, and the next step is, and I have no insight or clue how well they're getting. I know they're both great guys, so I assume they're getting along, but it is a hair concerning that they haven't quote-unquote really figured it out, at least from my point of view, and maybe that's hopeful Nick's talk. I'll give you, like, my couple quick things. So Marcus Smart and Cantor. Do you see Cantor, like, You mean mean freedom? Freedom, yeah. Fully locked down. don't call people by their middle names. Freedom. Fully fucking locked down Joel Embiid yesterday. Do you understand how much... I think Marcus Smart is one of the most important basketball players in the NBA. One There's of the best o- defensive yeah. players. It's one of the, yeah. you know, it's it's like it's the way all of us out here that don't play, that really try and pick up, like you, like I'll speak for myself. I am not good at sports, but I'm always a problem because I give so much fucks that I give more fucks than everyone who's more talented and pick up football and basketball that I become a right, Tyler. I'm a I'm a problem on effort, on tenacity, and on and on psychological games. Yeah. And when you see a guy like Patrick Beverly and Marcus Smart do the same thing at the pro level, they're the most important. Jay Crowder, absolutely. I, I hate Marcus Smart so much and like would rip my arm off for him to be a Nick. It's ridiculous. He's so he's important. On D. Love then, it. Do you know who one of the most annoying people to play against in the NBA is? Is probably Dennis Schroeder. Yes. Have you seen him? He's like a pinball, annoying. Just he's like a funny persistent. guy. When he's in the right situation, yeah. he's dominant. And right now he's in that. 
Yeah, when you watch him, you can just tell that everybody's really frustrated. Yeah, I love him. To I just like that little like little burnt yeah. patch in his hair. Actually, I just decided I'm getting the plugs so I could do a little blonde patch yeah. in it. No, you don't do the plugs. I'm doing the plugs. Do not do the plugs. Why? Look how I'll, good Drew Brees looks. He was a fucking look at LeBron. Kevin Durant's gonna do it in an hour. <laughs> in an hour. Hold on. Can we go? We rewind. Rewind. Um, you the um, pl- male hair plugs oh, is exactly where I, breast I, I implants these, were like, in 1982. In 1982, breast dangerous? implants were, no, stigma. And now they're normalized. Right now, male hair implants are still stigma. Make fun of the guy, right? In 2003, I don't want to walk around in 2037 when they're not stigma anymore and be like, motherfucker, fuck that. I don't care about your judgment, Herm. I didn't say I'm judging. Really? Rewind the tape. No, I said it's Clip not it. a great idea. Oh, Clip back it. to this. I don't know how Clip we got it. there. Back to this. Uh, you talked about middle names, and everyone on this monster boat vessel have been thinking about your middle name. I'm going to take three guesses. Go ahead. Steven. Incorrect. Dennis. <laughs> no, but I wish. Then it's got to be Kevin. Incorrect. Kalish, my middle name. <laughs> mm. I hope it's like a... Paul. Wow. <laughs> Incorrect. All right, but it was a better guess, right? Way better, Dennis. Um, it's like a great dog name. I love human dog names. Uh, I agree. Ivan. Very smart, incorrect. You see my angle, though. <laughs> yes, Herm um, just Herm's face for everybody at home listening just realized I was born in the Soviet <laughs> Union. No, <I> <laughs> he <didn't>. just, <laughs> you know, in the, in 1975 yeah. USSR, they weren't throwing around yeah. Stephen. <laughs> First of all, your name's Gary. <laughs> my real name is Gennady. Is it Vlad? By the way, the Gennady thing with my wallet has been really fun because everyone's really trying. Like Gennady is my ber- Gennady Gana for Why short. Why bring that back? You know, it's funny. I've been the reason I made my NFT wallet. I have Gary at VFriends, and then I have, I have two public wallets. The Gary one that has VFriends in it, and, I, it's, and then I have the, the one I trade and use all the time, Ginazi. And the reason I named it Ginazi is I said, you know, this NFT thing is gonna be the biggest thing. If I ever wanna move, because I've thought about Ginazi through the years, like if I ever wanted to move back to it, it will be on the moment, like so many people are gonna know this, that maybe I'll just then do it, so I might. I'm like Prince. Right, can we go back to the middle name? I what just, is like, it? Got it? Like, yeah, I'm like, I just might Lewis. at, 50, at 57, I'm just gonna be like, I'm Ginazi now. I'm like Diddy. Diddy. I'm like Snoop. This you is know, an amazing fucking, episode yeah, for you and Kalish. 100%. I'm Diddy, just gonna be Drake, like, I'm Ginazi now, and I won't respond to Gary Vee. Back Gary. to this. What is your middle name? I don't have one. Because in Russian Jewish culture, you don't have a middle name. So I do not have a middle name. But fun fact, my sister Liz, I know you're listening. Me and my sister were so sad when I was in third grade yeah, it's hot. and when it's she tough. was in kindergarten that we didn't have middle names once we realized American kids did, that we decided to make up fake middle names. Oh. And we used it named on our best friends. And so because my best friend was Brian Chen with a Y, pseudo from 1985 to 1987, I made pretend that my middle name was Brian with a Y. That's a good one. Yeah, but a fun fact. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, let's All wrap right. this up. Let's uh, wrap it up. Free listener league. Uh, this week we're given. This week the winner could win a sup duck. 
You guys still haven't bought a V-Friend right in my face. What's the problem? We've tried, nice. and you've necessarily... I don't know if you tried. heard. There's something called OpenSea, and you can just click it. Okay, okay. back to this. Free Listener League, Subduck, Discord, Props and Drops <laughs> channel, full episodes, YouTube page. There's a lot of clips coming out of this episode. Check out all of Gary's social, because he's definitely posting it. <laughs> uh, I don't submit questions to be laugh. answered. The show... Twitter, Instagram, go nuts. Gary and Matt, enjoy the rocket launch tomorrow. All right, buddy. You mean the one that happened the yesterday? The one that happened. The one that happened before. I'm glad all of them were. Cheers. Okay. Yeah. Good job. Can't wait for everyone to listen. They'll say, how can I get involved in this rocket launch? <laughs> yeah. The answer is you can't. <laughs> yeah. right? You can watch what happens. By the, way, by the way, actually, let's end the show this way. Yeah, let's try to end it. I think what you, Harm, you did a good job. I, I think Kalish and I need to come prepared to every episode with one NFT that's under one ETH and why? Because to your point, it's not financial advice. And when we do start doing this in future episodes, do 10 to 50 hours of your own homework if you're into this space on that project. But to your point, I do think it brings value. Yeah. It's fun here. And it's it. like, I love bringing value in entertainment form, which is what we're doing here. But I do think that. And the it's episode, also real education, too. Yeah, and listen, the episode that everyone speaks to three episodes ago, we really went nerdy. Yep. Yeah. And I think we should do that more. Cool. All right. Love Thanks, you. Guys. Bye. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, New Jersey, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wyoming. 1-800-522-4700 in New Hampshire and Colorado. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Idaho. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-532-3500 in Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. Call and text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789 or call 888-789-7777 and visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. Available to play in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, and West Virginia only. Must be 21 years or older or 18 plus in New Hampshire and Wyoming. For entertainment purposes only, no results guaranteed. Void where prohibited. Eligibility restrictions apply. See www.draftkings.com slash sportsbook for full details. Odds and lines are subject to change.